but I chose to become that person. I created myself. Everyone does that without realizing it or with intention. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentors. Today, we have on Quentin Allums, co-founder of Mad Genie and Milwaukee Misfits. Today, we'll be talking about the power of human connection and how to constantly learn and drive curiosity. Most importantly, I think we're going to be talking about Quentin's journey and what he's learned throughout the years. I absolutely love this conversation, and I hope you have a fun time listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mentors. Today, I have a really cool guest on, Quentin Allums. He is the co-founder of Mad Genie. He does virtual reality. He's getting back into it. Digital marketing, 3D design, social media manager, and so much more. The list can go on and on. Quentin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped. I'm sorry I put this off for so long. Hey, you're totally fine. You're like, as I've been looking into, you're such a busy guy. You just, I mean, we were talking beforehand. You just down coffee. You have to be up and moving all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Bad addiction here. I, 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 I mean, I'm starting to get on the coffee train, so I can kind of understand. I haven't gotten into it yet, but so where did all of this start? Well, actually, no. I want to start like with what you're currently doing with Mad Genie and everything, everything that revolves around that. Yeah. So um, Mad Genie is a personal branding and business innovation company and consulting company. So essentially we're working with entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, C-suite executives, athletes on their personal brand and helping them tell their story and communicate to their target audience. So we're driving massive, massive traffic for those people. Um, and then we also have a subsidiary called Milwaukee Misfits. And essentially it's an events, an events company and we're taking like um, renting out house, houses on Airbnb and throwing a, a cool party, connecting different industries, different influencers and throwing events that nobody has ever seen before. Um, because yeah, that's, that's missing here. So Mad Genie and then Milwaukee Misfits is under that. And it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've learned a ton. Um, and my team is really, really great. So. Yeah. First off, I, cause I looked a little bit into Milwaukee Misfits and mm -hmm. you said you were, you throw parties and you host things for people. Do they all come to Milwaukee? Yeah. So get together. One of the biggest problems in Milwaukee, like I used to work for this company called Newwalkie and they're, they're awesome. Like <laughs> I remember one of their events, they had a ballet. It was called a naked ballet. They had a ballet. They were totally clothed, um, but a ballet <laughs> in the middle and then networking around it. And then they had a small stage with a jazz band and a rapper and it was the coolest thing ever. But none of that, like stuff like that doesn't happen anymore. And there's this huge disconnect between entrepreneurs and creatives and photographers and all that here. So we want to bridge that and, and strip down the, the, the staleness, the, the, just everything. I hate networking. So make yeah. that more human, make connect people across industries. So we, we just rent out party, rent out houses and, and throw parties, but it's business oriented. Honestly, that sounds like quite the life. I would love that because especially when you're connecting those bridges and you get those like match matches made in heaven, when you get the arts, when the art people with the technical people yeah. and the creatives with the business, it's just wonderful. Exactly. And there needs to be more of that. So how do you go about finding those people and then bringing them all to one location? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the biggest issues when I started my business, I had no network um, and I found out that I had no friends and nobody okay. cared about me. So I started building my own network. So now I have, sorry, I'm going to turn my phone off. You're fine. You're fine. Now we have our, um, 
we have our misfits group and then a pretty big network on LinkedIn. We're driving about a hundred thousand views every single week. So it's very easy to get in front of people. And as long as we can sit down for coffee, we can convince them to, to come and do this because they're getting so much value from it. Well, yeah, you're getting value and experience. I feel like being in a room with people who aren't like, uh, I'm a high schooler. So when you say like, you know, we ha- we go to a party, I like have a, you know, at a house party to me, that's like, Oh no, a bunch of stupid people are going to get drunk, but no, you guys, you have it so different when everyone comes together with a purpose and, and just works together or like meets other people and you get those, those sparking ideas. That sounds amazing. Exactly. You get a bunch of cool people together and awesome things happen. That's all it takes. Ah, dude. First off, connecting people is wonderful. And then I want to dip in a little bit to your origin story because you said like, I didn't have any friends and no one cared. You remind me a little bit of David Goggins. You know who that is? Yeah. You, Not familiar with his story, but I know who it is. Yeah. Well, his background stories, um, he was heavily bullied and he didn't have that good of a home life. And that kind of taught him the crude lesson of no one cares about me. Yeah. And from that, he kind of had to stand up on his own and go off on his own. I'm, I'm not saying you have that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not horrible because that kid was that kid was going through it rough. But what was what was the starting point for you, and how did you get to where you are now? Um, you know that's a that's a it's a good question. It's a difficult question. But I I wasn't so much bullied a little bit, but. I just never really fit in. I was always that misfit, always that outcast. I was that kid sitting in the back corner writing poetry. And, but I was crazy athletic and did all these things and people liked me. I just didn't really like people. I wasn't able to communicate. I wasn't able to connect. That was always missing for me. Um, but coming into college, um, I just won. I was second in the state for triple jump and I didn't want to, I didn't want to go and jump in college. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to play music and go travel the world, but that didn't work out. Came to Milwaukee, went to school um, and I had no friends and coming into school, I was homeless. So moving into the dorm, I had my guitar, I had a couple clothes and my mom dropped me off and I was just there and I, I started hustling with my guitar and, and making a little bit of money. And then eventually discovered marketing and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like this people. And that's when I found that Milwaukee company and that just opened the doors to everything in the city. Like I was 21 years old and pitching um, the owners of an NBA team. I was, I was talking to the mayor, like all these cool things and it just opened my eyes. And that's what I thought I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And then I met this, this cool guy, futurist, like you sit him in front of a whiteboard and he'll tell you like, <laughs> like this is, this, is what, this is where we're at now. This is what the human condition looks like. This is where we'll be in 2055. Like the dude's crazy <laughs> and got me hooked on technology and, and VR and all this stuff that I thought would happen maybe in my lifetime, but it was already here. And then I started working with a VR company and um, a wearable technology company. I just absolutely fell in love. Um, fast forward into my, my college career, um, declined both positions for a full-time job, took a dead-end corporate job because I didn't want to fall in love with doing that. And I knew I wanted to start my own thing. And then I, and then I quit and I launched my company. And that's, that's when it, everything hit me. Like I, <laughs> like I, I totaled my car. I, my girlfriend dumped me. My dog got sick. My dog got hit by a car. Like oh. just all this stuff. He's okay. But all, the, all this stuff. And 
like I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea where to go, how, how to do it, but I just started talking to people and connecting the dots and eventually I got to where I am now, but it took all the going through all that bullshit to get where I am. Well, that is such like, that's an incredible story. I hope you tell people that. I hope you have like a why video and you put that up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Cause I mean, first off such humble beginnings and then you know, stumbling into this, stumbling into that, coming, like moving here, having nothing. How did you start to build yourself up from that? How did you like learn the lessons you needed to learn to get where you are today? Um, I would say, honestly, it was all just being in the right place at the right time and meeting the right people. Like I was a musician. That's the first time I started putting myself out there. The last day of my senior year, I sang for the first time in front of all of these people. Um, and then I was on stage for 500 people. And then I went to college and I started putting myself out there, but I was singing. And then I met my buddy Izzy and he showed me what marketing was and what networking was and how to wedge my way into any company that I wanted. And that's, that was the deciding factor. Just knowing that I didn't have to be this 30-year-old CEO um, millionaire to get to people i just had to connect with them and be human and, and appeal to something find that commonality to get to where i wanted to be yeah and in a world with, with when we have such um mechanization you know machine men yep how do you find that human connection with anyone yeah yeah um that it takes research um but <laughs> everything's online right i know it sounds weird yeah. researching a human but like grab a name like Quentin Allen, you go to my Facebook and you see that I like technology, you see that I love coffee. And it's like, dude, like I'd love to sit down with coffee for you. Or like you go to their blog, every single job that I've gotten. And I've had some pretty, pretty cool jobs. I, I went online and I looked it up and I found a blog and I just interacted with them for a few months. And then I'm like, Hey dude, like I'd love to sit down or Hey, like I love this VR post. Um, would you, what about this? What if we inputted that? But just researching them and then finding that commonality and then connecting. That's, I haven't taken that. Well, I take that approach a little bit with my guests, especially, but I just love that. I just love the idea of that, of, yeah, it's of having human connection. Exactly. So, oh my goodness. Like there's so many questions. I'm trying to think. And congrats on your, your podcast. You've been killing it. Thank you. You I, have. I feel, I feel so bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I, my release date is, what day is it? It's the 22nd. It's on mm. the January 1st. Um, I haven't done any editing. <laughs> I haven't done any. Like I, like two days ago, I realized that I needed thumbnails, and <laughs> and in in pictures, I was like, oh no. So I'm gonna be hardcore learning all day tomorrow. That's gonna be fun. Those are the best days. Thank you. I <laughs> I have so <laughs> I have so many friends who just are like, because even you, you sound like a constant learner, and oh, that's yeah. what I admire. You know, like how do you? Oh, oh, this is a good one. So how do you constantly drive that human curiosity? Because typically, you know, you get out of school and most people are like, I'm done learning, I'm done learning. And they go to a job and they sit down <coughs> and do the work. Yep. But the best people that I know never stop learning because they know, this is not being Jane quote, because they know that when you stop learning, you're basically dead and you're a zombie, you go throughout life. So yep. how do you keep expanding your mind and learning and then using that? 
Well, I have to. And that, that's the idea behind Mad Genie. Like it's, it's Mad Genius. And then Milwaukee Misfits, like the people that don't fit in, the people that put their head down, they, they do it and they're doing the work because they have this massive vision. And for me, it's just because I have to. Like I can't, I won't achieve anything. I won't be able to get clients. I won't be able to live the life that I want to live in 20, 30 years if I don't learn. And like I, like I love technology and I'll probably be the first person to put a computer in my brain because like I just love that stuff. But until we get to that point, to get to that point, I need to continuously learn. And it, it just excites me. Like I'll sit up at night and just look at my whiteboard and just map stuff out because it's exciting. So what's everything you learned about? Because I know it's technology. Like you can still continue to develop music. And you, I remember you saying something about poetry. Do you still read and write poetry? So I don't, um, but I write a lot. I, writing is, that's my, that's my thing. It's always been my thing. But they told me that um, it'd be very hard to get a job, which is a lie because writing's everywhere. But writing's my thing. Um, not so much poetry anymore, but I do it a lot for my clients. I do it for my personal brand. Um, and then I, I code. I am shit. I'm absolutely terrible, but I code. Um, and then I do some 3D modeling as well. Also bad, but I have friends that just demolish they're amazing um and then of course like the marketing stuff the business stuff but a lot of it i like to learn from people I, oh my god like i love that i love that because you want to have friends who help you and you are building off of them because mm -hmm. again to me being the dumbest person in the room is so much fun yes that's what i'm saying that's what's gonna make you great like my videographer, literally the best videographer I've ever met in my life. Like he's so good. He used to play professional baseball for the, uh, what is it, Atlanta Braves. Like, but he's so humble and doesn't realize how good he is. But every, every time I'm around him, I learn something new and I'm able to communicate with people. Listen, you need to do this with, with your exposure, blah, 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 because I spend so much time with them. Even... Well, because well, even, even things like that, because those little lessons too, because they're not like some... I don't know if they're always big and profound, but being able to take something away every time you interact with the person is probably the most beautiful thing you could ever have in a friendship or, or an interaction. Yes. Because most of the time, ah, okay. Most of the time you have this group of friends or like acquaintances and you talk and if you're, oh goodness, if you're like a <laughs> high schooler, it's, it's, you talk, you gossip and, and that's that, or, or they make you laugh. And they're all very shallow connections, shallow relationships. See, I'm terrible. And no one's fulfilled. I'm all, I've always been bad at the shallow stuff. I've always been like this deep, deep soul. Tell me what makes you you. Tell me what, what makes you tick. Like, I, I love that stuff. And honestly, so do I. And that's one of the reasons why I, had, I, why I started the podcast is because I love the deep conversations. The, the shallowness is it is difficult because you know typical things like oh how's your day or what's going on in your life that's okay but i can i honestly have gotten people in the first 20 to 30 minutes to tell me their like their life story or something that's like painting them and it's just learning the human condition like that is incredible yeah if you can do that you can do anything <laughs> i'm serious really yeah, like people believe in you. If you can connect to people, you can do anything because people buy from people that they connect with, people that they like, people that they love. Yeah, I feel like that. How do you, but how do you tie that into personal branding? Because that's an online thing. Yep. It's hard to say online, like, I can understand you, 
and I know like, and I can get to know your soul and we can be, you know, great people and I can build you up in the world. Mm-hmm. That's all hard to do over the internet. I don't think it's hard. I think people like to, they like to say that social media is this crazy, weird invention, but all it is is an extension of who we are. That's all any invention is. Um, so for me, like we're working with these clients on their personal branding. So all I have to do is prove that I know how to do it for myself. And then they come to me. So I'll go on like, literally the only place we're really, really pushing hard right now is LinkedIn. 2018, we're definitely branching out, of course, but right now just LinkedIn. And yesterday, literally yesterday, I made a post and I talked about an event that I went to and it was just this crazy, crazy event. All these amazing speakers, like the founder of GrowthX and Josh Fetcher and Nate Harris and Nathan Harris, all these amazing people. And it was so good that I left early. Um, but I it was went so good that you left early. It was so good that I was pissed because I like I wasn't working hard enough and I left early. Oh, I went, to, I went to go work and there was another guy there. He's like, dude, I love what you're doing on LinkedIn. Like, can you help me? And he messaged me that like yesterday as well when I made that video and he was at that event with me. And all, I told that story of how I went to that event and how I did this and that all you have to do is get started. And that, like, it's just telling those stories. Oh my God. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling stories that other people are going to resonate with that I know that other people are going through. I'm not necessarily like speaking at them, but it's just my personal stories. And I understand that. It's like, uh, it's like, do this. It's not like do this because it's, you know, this is how I did it. What do you think? And they go, oh, I like that. Yeah. Can you help me? Exactly. And like, I'm 24, so I can't tell. I mean, I could, I do, but I can't, I don't want to tell somebody because I'm still, I'm just getting started. I think you're taking off pretty well. I appreciate that. We just hit a million views, so I'm excited. Really? That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Congrats. Okay, wait. We're, okay, I want to backtrack a little bit to the stories. Yeah. You, you're a writer, and so I got to believe. How do you tell a good story? You take them on a journey. That is it. That's really it. So you watch any movie, you read any book, it's bam, they grab your attention. And then they take you on this journey and they bring you up and you go down a little bit and you come back up, come up and it starts to pick up and it starts to pick up and then bam, climax. And then you're downhill and you leave them with a punch. You leave them wanting more. That's it. Same video, same with written stories. I think that's, you've seen Kung Fu Panda, right? Yes, I have. I love that I can understand your references because I meet so many people. They're like, yeah, you remember that movie from 1979? I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. Those are those are wonderful. And you just the the journey, that's exactly what it reminded me of. All three of them. Yes. Cause the first one's like hero's journey. Second one is oh, second one was like finding inner peace and knowing that the only thing that matters is the present and you can change who you are. Yep. And then third one was like student becoming the master and to be and to be a teacher is to not cultivate someone into the best you, but to make them the best of them that they can be. And like, ah, oh, and it's a kids movie too. Kid movies are the best. Thank you. I try. I try to tell people. <laughs> I try. Like guys, have you, they're like, no, it's just it's a panda doing kung fu and he's fat and Jack Black and he's funny. No, no, no. And then, <laughs> they're the best. Always good takeaways. Yeah, they're very profound. But the, the thing, the hard thing to do is like, is the structure of the story. Yep. Because I don't think a lot of people view their lives as a story. Yep. 
like if someone's life was a book, they, I mean, they themselves would probably wouldn't read it. I feel like that's for most people. So how do you? So I met yeah. this guy at that event. His name is Josh Fetcher. Like I met him through one of my mentors who's good friends with this guy. And he's got over like 11 million views on LinkedIn. He's crushing it on Facebook and he's got his agency and he scaled it to an agency off of his credit card. Now it's like a six figure business. But I met this guy. Um, I've been following him for a while. I walk to the bathroom and I'm washing my hands and he walks in and I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, I, I just saw you wrote this post about you're sitting in line. He's like, yeah, man, it was great. Um, blah, 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 blah. Like the story doesn't matter, but he's like, I can write a story about anything. And I just thought about it. And I'm like, it's true. Like, it's not that you're lying, but you can, you can write a story about anything. Absolutely anything. And I do, and I do it every single day. It's just how you look at it. What's your takeaway? Well, how do you take, like, how do you find something in the ordinary? So my co-founder just published a post on LinkedIn and he said, uh, I stood in the elevator backwards today because why not? <laughs> uh, he's like, people will walk in and they'll look at you weird. <laughs> they might laugh at you. They might, uh, they might post about it on social media. But we have this perception of what we think is true, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to do these things. Um, I don't remember the exact post, but essentially ended it with, um, they might laugh at you, they might, they might think you're weird, blah, 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 but they will remember you. If you want to stand out in any industry, face the other way. And it, like, it's, it's about an elevator, like standing opposite way yeah. to elevator. It's a stupid story, but it's a killer takeaway. You can do it about anything. I guess, you just have to find the meaning in anything. Yeah. And that's easy. Exactly. Exactly. One time one of my friends got mad at me because I find, I find that the profound things and the simple things. And he's like, Ava, I swear, if I drew a smiley face in the snow, you find a deeper meaning to it. And then I paused and I was like, but there is a deeper meaning. <laughs> exactly. Do you know your personality type by chance? Like the Myers and Briggs? I have no idea. I took it my freshman year in high school and it's and it's gone. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. You should you should look that up. I have a feeling you're like a ENFP, which is what I am, and we seem similar. So E is probably extrovert. N is uh it's like I think it's intuitive. Um I think it's yeah, it's I think it's data versus like feeling or something like that. Um, if you make emotional-based decisions or data facts-based decisions, I think. Um, and I forget the rest, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know P is perceiving. Yeah, and that's, then there's that's J that's, that's judging. So P is, uh, that's you like go with the flow, I'm pretty sure. And J is like, you're very structured. So boom, boom, boom. We got to do this. We're going to do this. And then what is the other one? E and F. Yeah, F and, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking. But I think you're an ENFP. Just Shoot me a message later and tell me. After this podcast, I totally will. <laughs> Good, because I'm curious. Like, I, I map all that stuff out. Um, I literally have a notebook, and I, I map out people. And if I like something, I will steal it and, like, implement it into my skill set. I'm super weird like that, but it helps no, me. I get, no, I get that entirely. Because, like, I, I have friends, and I love them to death. And some of them can have, like, specific trait or traits or sets or like skills yes. that I love. And I'm like, I want to be like you. Exactly, <laughs> Cause, exactly. Because the worst thing is, is most people, 
and this is the sad thing, and I don't, I don't like jealousy, but most people get jealous. Yep. And jealous is kind of like this, you know, anger, it's drinking poison us and wanting the other person to die. You, you get jealous and you don't grow. Nothing happens. happens. You just yep. stay mad at the person. So when you have that happiness and you go, oh my gosh, you're so cool. I want to be like that. You'll start to grow as well. And you can become that. Exactly. The fact that you understand that I just tweeted about that today. Like, just be happy for people. Like, <laughs> there's so much jealousy, so much envy for no reason. And we all can grow together. We all can reach whatever we want to reach as long as we're there. Oh, yeah. And the fact, and when you start to lift people up, that's more beneficial than anything. Yeah. Because you'll start making friends and knowing people you might never have gotten to know if you weren't jealous. Hell yes. The only reason I'm where I'm at now is because of that trickle effect, the, the network. That's it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Honestly, the fact that you kind of, you know, not even stumbled, but you just kind of became and kept all those doors open and kept learning is such a cool story and kind in a way kind of what some kids I know need to hear because they don't know. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know where they're going to be. No, and none of us do. That's a, all, all doors are open. And that, and honestly, that might be scary to, that might be scary to people not knowing. And I think that, that, I don't know. Well, do you, ha- do you ever have like a belief during that time that you'll be taken care of or things will go better? I am probably the most optimistic human being that anyone will ever meet. That's just how I am. So yes, and it always does. And I also believe that whatever you believe is going to happen. I think that whatever you're thinking now, whatever you have thought in the past, that's, that's why your reality is the way that it is now. And that changes a little bit once you get out of high school, but totally, but not, not knowing was a really, 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 it, it was a good thing because I wasn't good enough. I wasn't ready to run a business. And if I would have known that, I wouldn't have jumped. So not knowing, because I, I thought it was great. I'm like, yeah, I'm this, this young, cool marketer. I had no idea. But I, I struggled and I failed and I made 300 videos that maybe got like 100,000 views in 300 days. And then all of a sudden I grew and I learned and I moved my efforts to LinkedIn and then I got 100,000 views in a day. That's crazy. So it's just connecting the dots. Do you, do you think people that have it quote unquote all figured out the ones that have it structured, is that, is that worse for them? I don't, I think it's, it's important to be open because things are going to change. Like I have a plan. I totally have a plan, but it, it's loose. Like I know where I want to be. Like I know that and I, I want to get there, but how I get there, I have no idea. And I think if we did, then we are, we'd already be there. I think I, I think I understand that. Cause I, you know, I, you know, people that go, uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be a doctor. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to ace this test. I'm going to get into the medical school. I'm going to ace this test. I'm going to do, you know, whatever it takes. And I'm going to be a doctor. And I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to work. Yeah. But usually those pe- sometimes those people don't turn out as happy because they had the strict path that they never diverged from. You know, most of those people aren't happy. And I'm, I'm okay with saying that because I talk to a lot of people in every single conversation I have. It's like, yeah, man, I'd like to get away and just just step out and, and do something on my own. I'm like, well, why aren't you? Like, well, you know, like, uh, well, why aren't you? Well, you know, because of that, well, why aren't you? And it's just a bunch of excuses. And people think that they have to be doing those things and they don't because you can make money doing anything. 
I had a business in a video game once. Like you can, you can make money doing anything. You could monetize this podcast. By the way, you're freaking killing it. This is amazing. But like you can, you can make money anything. Thank you. Well, it's because I enjoy conversations. And uh, first off, the the video games. I <laughs> we have an esports team. Oh, oh my goodness, they're killing it. See, I want to own one in about five years, and I'm going to, and you can hold me to that. I I honestly I will. And if you need help, I can get you hooked up. Please um, do. I just want to talk to people because it's that's the future. And I'm I'm a big like VR like just tech guy, and like you compare like basketball like I, I love sports but compare basketball and soccer all these things to putting on a haptic feedback suit something that allows you to feel like bam i just got shot here put that on you put on a virtual reality headset that is a little more advanced than what we have now um, you have touch controls and like you're fully simulated in this thing now imagine competing in the hunger games compare that to basketball which would you rather watch like every single time it's going to be hunger games or like not even that but something like that like that's so much more immersive and no one has to get hurt do you think that that's where how far technology is going to go in five years oh no 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 five years um actually we already have the haptic feedback suits we already have the touch control we have all of that we just it's people aren't ready for it yet and VR needs to advance a little bit, but we have it all and we could totally do it. It would just take a lot of work. That sounds incredible. That's, I want to see that happen Me sooner too. or later. Me too. And it, it will, I promise you. Look up the magic leap when you, uh, after this call. It's, uh, it's a mixed reality headset. It's probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. That's so cool. All right. So speaking of, because you talked about your videos all back. I was digging through some of them. <laughs> yeah, how'd yeah. that go? It was it was really it was really interesting. Because <laughs> one point, one point you said I'm declaring war on my life. Yes, I remember that. I was weird, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, I want to I want to know what that was all about. So I just I had negative nine hundred dollars in my bank account. I wasn't making any money, um, and if I was, I had to give it to the people I was hiring. And I was just I didn't believe in myself, and I. <laughs> I didn't give myself room to grow and nothing was happening and I was just pissed and I didn't turn that energy where I needed to. It worked out because I'm, we're thriving now, but I feel like a completely different person from even like four months ago, but I just was, I'm done and I'm going for this and I'm going to code every day. I'm going to design every day. I'm going to do all these different things to get to the person that I want to be in 10 years. The problem was though, is that, I was taking on too much because I love to learn. I love to grow and I couldn't do it all. And I had a, I had a conversation maybe four or five months after that. I'm not sure when that video was shot, but it feels like a year ago, um, four or five months after that with a business coach and she just tore my life apart. And she's like, dude, like focus on this, get rid of this, strip down that and charge this much. And she told me to make $10,000 in one night basically. And I didn't do it. But I stayed up, not even a night, three hours. She gave me three hours. And I, I remember waking up on the floor. I sent out so many emails. I called people. I sent videos out to people, all these different things. But that, that was the day that everything just changed for me. And I, I woke up and I was just pissed because I wasted so much time before that. And I posted on LinkedIn. And I'm like, I don't remember what I wrote, but I talked about that experience. And it got 150 thousand views and i was like what just happened 
And all of a sudden people were like, damn, dude, I'd love to talk to you about this. I want you to run my social media. And all of a sudden, like all this stuff came in. And then I met my two co-founders and then like all this stuff happened. But I was just, I was sick of it. And that's where it led me. One of the, I don't know if that's one of the, you know, lows, like one of the lowest lows of your life, but you shot out so fast. See, that's what, that's what people say, but it doesn't feel like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Does it feel, what does it feel like? It still feels like it's December 2016, in all honesty, but it feels like it's been 10 years since I started. And it's been a year. It's been a little over a year. Um, and like just time, it feels like it doesn't exist. I, I don't know how to explain it. but So fast or so slow? Both. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, just really, really weird. It's gone by so fast, but it feels like I'm still there. I'm just taking my first steps, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say you're, just, you're still just a kid, but you have so many, like so many years yeah. are going to happen. No, so, in a, so in a way you are just taking your first steps because in 10 years time, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I did nothing. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm everything. Yeah, I promised myself at the end of 2017, I would not recognize the person that I am. And up until a month ago, that wasn't true. But this past month has just been ridiculous. Absolutely and, ridiculous. Yeah. How, and where did all that personal growth stem from? Because I know it's like self-awareness and then yeah. change. But from self-awareness to change, what happens in the middle? Self-awareness to change what happens in the middle. That is a very, very interesting question. Um, for me, that's a good question. No, you, hey, you can take your time. You can take no, your time. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, I knew what I wanted to be. I knew where I wanted to go. I just had no idea how I was going to get there. But it was the people again. And that's really all it comes down to. And I was talking to this guy um, who's a fitness entrepreneur, 34 years old, and he had a co-founder who was 45. Um, They're just killing it, but they weren't really happy. And I was giving them social advice. They were giving me business advice. Um, And I was pretending and acting like I knew all these things up to that point. And they kind of like directed me where I needed to go. But one day they came to me like, dude, you're the missing piece to our business. And they were the missing piece of my business. So we collaborated and we shifted and pivoted and restructured Mad Genie to what it is now. Um, but everything that I learned, all how comfortable I got on video, like they were terrible before, but how comfortable I got and the stories I was telling, all I did was apply it to LinkedIn and start building the community. I did all these things without knowing why I was doing them, but they all connected. And <laughs> <laughs> I... I mean, that's, that's like all, that's all human interaction. And then it, in growth might've been sporadic, but also might've been that like slow, me, like slow meandering process. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the people that influenced you and came to your life were just the right people. You know, yeah, you were just what they needed. Is. That's and just all what it is. Exactly. The fact that like chance like that happened is, is so beautiful. Things are getting set up well for you, man. I'm excited. I'm excited too. <laughs> um, yeah, and our team makes no sense. Like we've got Kelly, we've got Mike, we've got Justin. Like we've got 45, 35, 29, and me, I'm 24. Like it, we make no sense. <laughs> we make perfect sense. Dude, what, what, what is it? It's like controlled <laughs> chaos. 
Yes. Madness. <laughs> madness is what we call it. Welcome to the madness. Welcome to the misfits. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then what, and another thing you were talking about. Um, again, this is like probably a little far back in your videos. Okay. Uh, is about cultivating inner drive. Because you're like, motivation is nothing, right? Mm. You didn't like it. But you're like, so how do you, how do you dif- differentiate that um, motivation and inner drive? And then how do you build inner drive? Yeah, so when I'm motivated, like I'll get stuff done. Like I'll crush it. I, I like motivation. It's great when I have it. But you've got to have a habit there. If there's no habit there, you're going to quit because motivation's not always going to be there. So I'm an athlete, or I, I was an athlete. Um, you wake up every single day at 5 a.m. You get dressed and you go run, you go lift. You don't want to do it, but you know that you have to have that habit. It's the same thing. You have to build that habit of doing everything you want to do. You have to have something in place that you love so much or you want to get there so much. Otherwise, you won't get there. You make me feel bad. I have to get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to. No, because in a way, you have to. Because yeah. if, if, ha- if you didn't have to, you wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then nothing would happen. So, you know either being forced by a military alarm clock or having your parents come into your room and knock on the door. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an annoying reminder, but it's one heck of a, it's one heck of a, let's get going. Yes. And when you can be that reminder for yourself, that's when you win. And that's, and honestly, that's a little hard to, to do. A lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. And you know, they just need this external forces. Well, I need, I need a, I need that accountability partner. I need someone to help me. I need someone to help me. So, but how do you get to that? Like, well, I have to, to. That point of yourself. If I don't, I die. So I let go of all my jobs. I, I got rid of everything. Like I was bringing in no money. So if I didn't, my puppy dies. My kitten who ran away in that year of description and madness, but my kitten would have died and I would have died. Like, so I, I had to, I put that pressure on me. And I, again, I was an athlete. So I, I love that. I love chaos that's that's incredible the things you have like the things of enduring and yeah survival it's honestly survival of the fittest it reminds me a little bit of you know victor frankel i do not actually cool guy he's dead now but mm-hmm. um he oh for like four years no 10 years i think four nazi concentration camps oh, wow it was it was it was horrible and he was a logotherapist and afterwards, he wrote a book about all the like the experiences from the most non-biased view he could tell. And basically, the whole message of this book was: it doesn't matter your conditions; it never mattered. The only thing that did matter was your mindset, and that's how anyone survived through the concentration camps. That is amazing, and that is a hundred percent true. Yes, and and. And thinking like that, even like as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as anything, is so valuable, so valuable. Yeah, because it gives you control. You get to become whatever you want to become. And that's, that's what matters. It does. I, I don't think some people realize how, how much you could just do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's sad because if you looked at me when I was your age, like, like I was an idiot. Like I knew nothing. <laughs> I was playing video games and playing my guitar and writing poetry. 
and I didn't know how to communicate with people. And now I communicate for a living. Now I'm building communities and now I'm on video every day. But I chose to become that person. I created myself. Everyone does that without realizing it or with intention. I think that, and that's, that's honestly the worst part. When people think that, oh, I can't help it. It's just who I am. Yeah. It's not. You can sure. honestly, you can be another person tomorrow. Totally no can. Sees. Totally can. It's hard, but it's just a decision. After you make that decision, it's easy. It's simple, rather, not easy. That is, that is true. That is true. The, the changing of a self is an extremely interesting process yeah. that I love to see happening. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's like it's an addiction. You're peeling away the layers. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I love it. And I've enjoyed this talk so much with you, but we're running out of time. Where can people find you? So I would say the best place to find me is going to be LinkedIn because that's where I'm most active. Um, and you can just search me with Quentin Allums. That's Q-U-E-N like Nathan, T-I-N like Nathan again. And then my last name, A-L-L-U-M like Mary S. Otherwise on any other social media platform, just Q and then my last name, Allums. And you'll find me. All right. Wonderful. I enjoyed having you on so much. I'm very excited to see what you do in the future. I appreciate you and you as well. You're killing it. Keep doing it. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you like what we're doing, please help us grow by sharing our content. And if you have any recommendations for future guests, please email me at agwetrick at gmail.com.